Welcome to a bonus episode of the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. On these bonus episodes, I like to do a book review. And for any book that I give positive rating for, you will find an affiliate link down below in the show notes to purchase the book. But of course, you can always go to your local library and check it out there. I'm a big fan of the library and all that you can learn through there. Let's dive into today's book review. When my youngest son, who is now almost 10, when he was just a couple months old, he was covered head to toe with horrible eczema. Now, I knew enough at that time that I knew it was my fault. I was exclusively breastfeeding. So whatever was causing his eczema, which I already knew, usually that's an allergy. Um, I knew that it was either coming from my milk or something in our house, in our environment. So I went seeking help and answers. I was uh, directed to a very, very strict elimination diet by my chiropractor. And essentially, like I had to cut out everything except for white meat, uh, fish, and organic vegetables and berries for a very short period of time and then gradually add things back in. It was really hard. And it was at that time when I found Danielle Walker. Her blog and her recipes, I think at that time she had one book out maybe, um, they really, really, really helped me going through that elimination diet and figuring out what I could eat and what meals I could make. Because when you're going through something like that, and whether it's an elimination diet or you're just taking, you know, gluten out of your diet or dairy, you need resources. It's not normal to cook without those things. Like we have brought up, been brought up in cultures where we use gluten and wheat in our recipes and we use dairy, we use sugar. You know, there's a lot of things where in the Hashimoto's world or in the autoimmune world that they tell us to take out of our diets, but then you're left wondering, well, what now? What can I eat and what can I make? So finding Danielle Walker and her plethora of recipes at that time, it was such a blessing. Now, it turns out she uses a lot of coconut flour, and that was my son's biggest allergy. So at that time, like I couldn't use a lot of her recipes, but a lot of them I could. And mostly what I gained was encouragement, knowing that I wasn't in this alone and that I would be able to come out on the other side. I would be able to find resources and help. So that was my introduction to Danielle Walker, and now she has a book out. It's called Food Saved Me. Now, her journey started with ulcerative colitis, and I love the book. I highly recommend it, five stars for sure, because number one, it's well-written. Like, it's it's circular. It starts out with a couple chapters on the emotional importance of food, like how we all come together as a family or for holidays. We're all together around food and just that emotional connection. And and then she goes through that grieving process. She tells us about when she realized that she had to remove some foods and how lonely and isolated she felt, even amongst other people. I really, really resonated with that because that is what I also felt. Maybe you have felt that way as well. Even while you're eating with a group of people, you're still eating differently and you can't partake in the same foods. You walk into an area and things smell wonderful and you already know, well, I can't participate in whatever smells so good. It is very isolating and you feel alone. She really captured that feeling and um, and just spoke to it. There's not a cure for that, but knowing that you're not alone and then having some resources 
is just key. And then by the end of the book, she kind of goes back to that same celebration. It was a Thanksgiving meal where she was talking about in the beginning. Um, and then at the end, there's another Thanksgiving meal where she can eat everything and the family is all gathered together and there's still such a sense of community, but there's no more isolation and loneliness within that community at that meal. So just for that aspect, I highly recommend the book for anybody who is going through this journey of figuring out a different type of lifestyle as far as what you can eat. I also recommend it for spouses or family members just to understand what is my loved one going through? What are they feeling and why does it matter? That is another thing I loved about this book. Honestly, it drives me crazy because she was told over and over by her medical providers that food had nothing to do with her ulcerative colitis. Now, ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune disease and it happens within the colon, within the gut, and it's ulcers. It's ulcers forming on the inside the colon. So of course there's a food related component, but all of her medical providers initially were telling her, no, there's no food related component. Just go ahead and eat your normal foods. Some of them told her to increase foods that she would eventually figure out, well, no, those actually make me much worse. Um, so we've all heard that. At least I have. I can't speak for you, but in the medical community, you know, I've been in medicine starting when I was 16 years old. I started working at a nursing home. I didn't really learn about nutrition there other than when somebody is losing weight, we try to give them more calories. That's about all I learned and the importance of prunes if somebody needs to poop. I learned that too. And then in nursing school, I had one class in nutrition. Basically, they said, uh, follow the food pyramid and people don't need supplements. That's kind of what I learned in that class. I didn't learn about the impact of our nutrition and what we eat and the processed foods, any of that on inflammation. I didn't learn about any of food on and its impact on our our disease processes and our healing. I didn't even learn that vitamin C activates collagen. So if somebody has surgery and they need their body to, you know, activate the glue to repair the tissues, well, that glue is collagen. And so you need vitamin C. I didn't even learn that. But you would think that is so basic because so many nurses, even in our clinicals during school, we were going to be encountering people who had just had surgery. So how hard is it to say, hey, are you getting vitamin C? Because you need that for your skin to heal better. So simple. And yet we weren't even taught that. So it was frustrating, but so relatable to hear her journey of going from all the medical providers telling her food doesn't play a role in your autoimmune condition and eventually her finding, well, actually it does. And one of the things that was so insightful for her journey and I absolutely loved was when she was on a trip to Africa. She talks about going into um, what she would consider a very poor area of Africa. I mean, they were like digging wells and trying to get clean water. So she did not have high expectations of their medical care. 
she had a huge ulcerative colitis flare and ended up having to go to the doctor at that time. So a doctor in like, basically it sounded like a one room hospital, very, very small. Um, he actually told her that number one, ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune condition. She had never been told that. He told her that food does play a role. She had never been told that. And he said, you know, you were probably given a bunch of vaccines before you made this trip. And we know that vaccines have a role in autoimmune conditions. Those three things she learned in a teeny tiny hospital in Africa. They were things that her doctors, which were like top of the line, they had never told her in America. They probably didn't even know. And so I found that so fascinating that other countries are aware of things that we are not. And they are taking proactive measures because they know better. And then I get it frustrated with our completely broken medical system. It starts when students are in, not even medical school, it starts before that when they're in their undergrad and they're not learning the basics. And then it continues in medical school and it continues as they are actually doctors or even nurses. Uh, I think chiropractors are a bit more aware of the whole person and the impact of food and the impact of inflammation. Thankfully, a lot of people are learning about this and asking questions. And I think that's wonderful. The internet has been fantastic for people to learn about what's going on in their own health and being more proactive in figuring out how they can make changes that actually impact the root causes instead of just always looking for band-aids to apply to the symptoms. So back to the book, I highly recommend it. If you are dealing with an autoimmune disease, whether it's Hashimoto's or something else, and you feel like food might be playing a role in that, listen to this book or read it on your own. I listened to the audio and Danielle Walker narrates it herself. I have heard her speak in conferences and stuff, so it was nice to hear her own voice telling her story because it is a memoir. It is such a personal story. And yet it is so applicable to those of us who are also on our own autoimmune journey, trying to figure out what is going to help us. So take a listen to that book or read it. Like I said, the link will be down in the show notes. You can find it on Amazon. I did get it from my local library. I think there was like a four month wait for it. So if you're impatient to get it, you might just want to grab it on Audible or um, the hard copy. I will note that the last chapter is written by her husband and it is written to spouses in helping them understand how to best support people going through an autoimmune condition or something like this. Um, if you get the audio, there's also an interview that they did together with, I don't remember who interviewed them, and that is at the end of the audiobook. So I'd love to know your thoughts after you listen to it or read it. Uh, let me know on Instagram. I am at esthery.rn. And also let me know if there's a book that you think I should read and review for these bonus episodes. In an ideal world, I would read and review one book a month. That's not always feasible, but that is the goal. So let me know if there's a book that I should take a look at next. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hashimoto's thyroiditis can be overwhelming and frightening. Your body isn't working as expected and you get frustrated. You can be dealing with many different symptoms, including fatigue, anxiety, heart palpitations, depression, brain fog, and more. You might find yourself saying, I just want to feel like myself again, and I get it. 
I created the Hashimoto's 101 guide so that you can understand what Hashimoto's is, what it means for you, and how you can create a path to health. There is hope. You can find better health. Download this free guide at healthwithhashimoto's.com slash guide. Please help others find this show by rating and reviewing it in your podcast app or by sharing a screenshot of today's episode in your social media stories. Be sure to tag me on Instagram. You can find me at esthery.rn. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 